Abby. And I'm Georgie. Coming to you with chats about all aspects of design, creativity and its influence on life. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop. This This is Creative Clinks. Welcome back to another episode of Creative Clinks. We have an amazing human being, which I've never seen another woman wear pink like she does. Big fat vibe. We have the amazing Paige Finstad here, who is a mindset and business coach. I feel like chatting to you, Paige. It's going to be, this was needed on so many levels personally. I feel like you're going to offer so much here. So welcome to this episode, Paige. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm incredible. I'm so excited to be here. I love love the podcast. Love listening to you ladies. And it's so funny how when you listen to podcasts, you you imagine yourself as friends with the people. Obviously, I, I know you, Georgie, but I'm like, oh, it's like I'm already friends with you guys. So, so glad that you've been able to make time to be here. So Paige, I think we need to hear your beautiful backstory so we can find out a little about um, a little more about what makes you tick and who the beautiful person is that we uh, have the pleasure of staring at right this minute. So can you tell us a bit about yourself, please, and where it's where your journey started and basically where you've how it's come to where you are now? Yeah, I would love to. So it started in Texas. <gasps> hey, you were in Texas. Sorry. <laughs> I I don't have much of a southern draw, but I do say y'all a lot. Yes. (laughs) She loves her barbecue and chicken fried chicken, queso, Whataburger. Yes. (laughs) I believe we have a few people that that listen in Texas, so they're going to be loving this. (laughs) Oh, the rodeo's on right now, and I'm in Houston, which is, I don't mean to brag, but it is the biggest rodeo show in the world. So I'm getting lots of updates from my sisters, and it looks incredible. Uh, But yeah, so started in Texas, where I'm from, and I guess the most formative parts for me in terms of my journey and where I am now are start when I was in college. So a little bit of backstory or context. My parents didn't have a lot of money. I didn't grow up with a lot of money and I'm very security oriented. Mm. It's my nature, like a by nature warrior thinking into the future, things like that. So when I got to college, it was very much how can I make sure that I always have a job, that I always have a secure job, that I always get a decent salary? And that was my frame of mind when choosing a major. And I went into accounting, oh. which was very, yeah, stalker, right? So I went into accounting in business. I was like, I know I'll always have a job. I'll always have a decent salary. And about a year in, I was really wanting to change to psychology because I was fascinated by psychology and our brains and how the mind works and how we can create change and why we are the way we are and who we are and how we can shift that. But at the time, 19-year-old Paige told herself, well, you can't shift majors because that will just take too much time. You'll lose time. You'll be you'll be running late, whatever late means. <laughs> 
It will be too expensive because you've already done this many business classes. And so I stayed in accounting and I was there. I was in banking and accounting audit, audit and banking for a decade. Oh, wow. Wow. Because of that decision. Mm. Yeah. Fast forward. I knew, I guess throughout my audit, I went to work for a big accounting firm, Deloitte. It was a big international firm. I was there in Houston. I ended up moving here, moving to Sydney with my husband and working for Deloitte as well. And then I worked for, at Westpac for a number of years. And throughout my journey there, I knew that wasn't it. It wasn't waking me up in the morning. You know, it was really stressful, long hours. And I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't even really like it. I liked certain aspects of it, but I didn't know what else it was that I wanted to do. So I stayed stuck in this career that I'd chosen because when I was 19, I told myself that I couldn't possibly switch majors because that would take too long. Mm. And then I costed, costed myself another 10, which is such a story and such a common theme of how we stick to our decisions and how much they can cost us over time. So I got to the point where I was 29 I was in a place where most of my career on the outside, it looked like I had everything. Mm. It was like climbing up that corporate ladder, always moving up. I was doing well. I was getting promotions. I was getting good bonuses. Mm. I have a beautiful husband. You know, we have a great apartment always on holiday, can buy what I want, fit, all the things, partying. But on the inside, it was such a miserable place to be Mm. in my own head, just constantly beating myself up, just riddled with anxiety, not sleeping, waking up and having not eating, struggling with eating disorders, body image issues, not eating through the day, just smashing myself on caffeine, working so much. And then I get to the weekend and I just get blackout because I wanted to forget it all. And then I'd start Monday again. And it was just rinse and repeat. It was rinse and repeat. And it was, oh, it was so much. And I got to the point where I was leading up to all my Saturn returns. If any of y'all are astrological, your Saturn return happens. Yeah, it's right around that time, right around your 28, 29, 30th, where a lot of people start to have these come to Jesus moments where they're reconciling, what am I doing with my life? Mm -hmm. Where am I? Where do I want to be? Those big questions. So it's when, when the planet of Saturn comes back to where it was when you were born. And I just started like thinking, if I don't do something now, when am I going to do it? Mm. Because I think, I don't know if it's just me, but certainly I had this view before that was like, oh, well, okay. Like, let's say eating. I struggled with body image issues and versions of disordered eating for the past 15 years, but surely I won't be an adult and have it. Surely I won't be 50 and 60. It's like, yeah, I struggle with being horrible to myself, treating myself horribly for the last 20 years, but surely I won't be like that when I'm older. Yeah, I've been struggling with substance abuse issues for the past 15 years, 
but that definitely won't be me when I'm 70. (laughs) And it really hit me. If I don't make this change, if I don't change, I'm not going to change. Mm. And it sounds so simple when you put it that way. But we think that we're not going to be that way when we're moms or when we're grownups or when we're grandparents or when we're have this job and we're just going to grow out of it and wake up. You're not going to grow out of it. You have to change. You have to change. You have to put in the work. And so I got to the point where I was like, I'm doing it. I'm changing. I don't know what is next for me, but I know that this isn't it. And so I was like, I'm taking a career break. I had planned to travel the world for a year starting in March 2020. Nope. <laughs> that was a great plan. I don't think you need to say much more. Yep. Australia went into a complete lockdown. Um, so at the time, I ended up staying in my job a bit longer. They were really great and they let me stay. So I was like, look, I don't know how long this situation is going to be going on. I might as well work longer. I'm working from home. I can keep saving. And I did. And I was just as miserable at home. I was working. It's crazy. The same hours, even though we're in this global pandemic, working from home, And honestly, I was just a miserable person to be around. It was to the point where I think especially because I made that decision to leave or to take that career break, and then it felt like it got pulled out from under me, that there was some resentment there. And like, I thought I was done. I'd gotten to it. And then when I stayed, I was really struggling to reconcile with that. And even my husband, we have this incredible relationship and marriage and life together. And it was like, everything was just dull because of it. He'd be like, why is Westpac more important than, uh, than me and our marriage? And it just woke me up. And even the person I was being on zooms or on chat, it was just not, I just wasn't me. I wasn't nice. Or, or if I was me, I wasn't a version of me that I liked. Mm. And so I decided you know what? There's so much that I want to do outside of traveling on this break. And I'm going to take it anyway. So August, 2020, that's what I did. And it started as a personal healing, rest, rejuvenation, self-exploration period. I slept like crazy. It was insane to me seeing how sleep deprived I'd been for so long. And I always thought that I couldn't sleep. And I realized I just wasn't giving myself a chance Mm. to be able to. And my body was so grateful. And then I went into all I have this laundry list of things that I want to do. I'm interested in so many things. I had to control myself to do one at a time. So I learned tarot, I was doing handstand lessons, vocal (laughs) lessons, walks all the time. And I've always been obsessed with all things, personal growth, self-help, self-development, spirituality, anything in that realm. And initially it started as just this personal interest and personal journey. And then I had all these huge 
revelations while I was on this break, things that I hadn't been able to see before. So for example, I'd always told myself thinking back to that little girl whose parents who didn't have a lot of money, who went into banking and, and accounting because she thought that was the only way. And I realized I told myself probably my whole adult life, maybe from the time I was a teenager, that you're just, that's just what you have to do. This is your life. You're not one of those people who can do something they love, who can start their own business. You just need to work a decent job that gives you a steady salary. And that's how it is. And when I was on my career break, I saw that for what it was, which was a story that I was telling myself. And it was true because I believed it. And so I was keeping myself stuck in this box for 10 years working at the bank because I was telling myself there isn't another way. Mm. And I was telling myself, I don't know what I want to do. So I just need to stay here till I figured it out. And when I flipped the script and when I said, I don't know what I want to do in life or for my career or whatever it is, but I'm willing to try another way, other ways presented themselves. Mm. But I wasn't making space for that before. And so I saw with real clarity all of these invisible boxes that I put myself in. And I just kept climbing and climbing out of them. And then it came to this perfect culmination of coming back to being in college and wanting to switch to psychology 10 years later than coming back into, I still have that passion mm. and looking at what did I want? What it, some of the things I enjoyed most in banking we had these little team meetings where every month we'd talk about different health and safety and different topics like that. I remember one month there was one on positive psychology. It was the most fun thing I ever did in my career at banking. And it had nothing to do with banking. And it's like, it was so obvious now looking at what lit me up. I was so excited to give it. And I was just it was something that nobody else took seriously. It was like a tick box exercise. But I was like, I want to do this one. I want to do this month. And I was so excited. It was like, I had 10 minutes allotted. And I was like, do you think I can squeeze in 15? Because I had so much to say. I was brimming and bubbling with, with that information and energy because it meant so much to me. And so then I'm on my career break. And then I started re-looking into what would a career, what would this look like as a career to help people along their own journeys, to help people see the boxes that they're putting themselves in and help them break out of them. Mm -hmm. And so then I was looking at psychology. I was looking at psychotherapy. I was looking at counseling. I was looking at coaching and I was looking at all of them. And for me, coaching was the best fit of what I wanted and what I wanted to bring. And so I did it. I did it. I found an incredible coaching course. And I, it was actually perfect timing because when I started, it was just before Australia, we went into our lockdown. So I had that whole time to be studying, to be working with practice clients, to be getting my qualification hours, to be in this encapsulated little bubble to do that and to get my business bones running. And, and I did, and I launched my business and here I am business owner, coach, entrepreneur. Yes, queen. Oh God. I think everything you just said, honestly, that's just like, 
I know Georgie and I are just sitting here like in complete silence, right? And <laughs> there's like a funny little a little thing that we often say because it's true. Barbie Barbie cries in every second episode and I was getting there and I was trying like to control myself so I put my my mic on mute so I could sniff my nose and wipe a tear and um it's because you know it's so interesting I'm just like I'm watching you and listening so intently because so much what you say has resonated with my own life and then and then I just see you, you're getting excited when you're talking, re- reliving your story. Like I, I'm sure you've been asked your story so many times, but just to hear you, the way you just like, the way you move, the way you look, the way you speak, when you're talking about where you came from to where you are now, it's like, like you, you can't get any more authentic or more genuine than what you have just told us. Like it's honestly, it's just... That was just like so amazing to hear. How do you how do you feel when you retell your story to people? Do you sometimes surprise yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I guess there, you know, like you said. It, it I haven't told it a million times, but as I you know, I only started in coaching what end of 2021. But it is it is authentic. It is my story. And it you can forget where you came from and you can forget how you used to be and how far you've come. As humans, we have such a short memory and we never give ourselves enough credit. And it, so it's so important to remember and remind yourself because we always want to look ahead. We only want to look at what haven't we done when we get somewhere. Okay, well, now I'm even so even when I started my business before I had any clients, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm not reminding myself I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm still doing it. Because we have this. We always want to look at where am I not? Well, Mm. now I just made this incredible life-changing career choice. I left my corporate job. I've done a coaching course. I've worked with all these. I've already helped all these incredible women, whether it was paid or not. I've set up a business I've launched, but how many followers do I have? How many clients do I have? Who's listening to me? We, we as humans, we tend to criticize ourselves and look at we what we don't have. And so I'm really intentional about intentional about making a practice to celebrate where I am. And I think that every time I tell my story, it helps me feel into that. Mm-hmm. And every time I tell it, I'm somewhere different and I'm somewhere further. And I'm that much more confident. I'm not, I believe in myself that much more. I'm somewhere further on my journey. And so every time I can tell it with a new sense of being in awe of myself Mm -hmm. in, you know, in a humble and beautiful way. And celebrating yourself too. Yeah. Yeah, Like Barbie said, as soon as you started getting where you are, like into the story of your change, you're instantly just the energy that's coming from you is incredible and I'm just sitting here like this interview couldn't have come at a better time because like I literally had a crisis moment yesterday (laughs) where I just had I just had this moment of genuinely reached a phase of burnout so like I actually was in hospital for three days last week because of my body physically just going nah (laughs) and didn't know like it was a major migraine my whole body was in pain like I've never been in that like I've been in pain before but it was just another kind of 
physical pain and then I had a spike in a fever thought it was meningitis it was a whole thing and then at the end of all these tests they did they're like yeah nothing's wrong with you see you later and so then it was this realization of like oh okay so this is what stress and burnout is oh (laughs) cool um and then I just had this epiphany of like okay I'm at this state why why am I here and dropped into that and went cool clearly part of me is feeling that I'm not successful and it's always that I'm looking out at everyone else. I'm looking at the past and I'm looking at the future. I'm not actually looking at how did I get to now though. And I just got very upset with myself that thinking like this is not what I defined as success. This is not where I saw my life going and my life is here now. Like why am I here? And it was, yeah, and and it's definitely skimming over. Like I was speaking with someone else and they said, you are not giving yourself any credit for how you got to where you are now though like you can be thinking about oh you should have been on this journey or you should be here but it's you're here now look at how you got here how can you not realize the work that's gone into where you are now and I would completely ignore that and I have been completely ignoring that and it's now going okay well how are we going to address this to change to get that energy back in to be and also just like take that moment to kind of be that self-empowering like rather than it's always Taylor's oldest time as we talk on creative clinks is um looking for confirmation from other people and people to validate Validation. me oh and it's like no I need to actually self-validate way more it's like cool actually no I'm here and also the other really wise piece of advice that I got recently was that you know the grind can only be unsustainable so you know you can be what you do it can only last for so long it's not a permanence there's no one permanent step of instructions of how to live your life and how to get from a to b it might last two days it might last six months it might last two years but at that point we need to evolve and we need to change and that evolution and changing yourself and the way you do it will get you further and it's like at this plateau where I've now reached that burnout and I'm now not unsure what to do it's like okay well I've been doing the grind for god knows how long and feeling this sense of I've got to fight hard to be to get to where I need to be but it's like well what if we change that we stop fighting and we actually slow down and slowing down can actually be the one thing that ends up putting me so much further forward and it's a really great analogy that that I was put forward to me it's like you might build this incredible boat to get you across this river I don't know and it was the best boat ever but then you get to the other side and go oh but this boat might be coming handy again it's a brilliant boat it's dope I'm gonna take this boat with me and I might need it again but then you're going through a forest and the boat's getting damaged and the boat's actually weighing you down and the boat's actually now not helping you get to the next location and it's impeding on any progress that you're making so it's like cool how about we just let go of the boat and we'll build another boat when we need it so Hopefully, I didn't butcher it. In my head, it makes sense. I don't know if it actually makes sense. The other thing that I found that's an issue is that is comparing and it's not comparing in a healthy way. Like I think, you know, you can look at the people who you think are doing so much better, but it's also like how about you use them as inspiration and fire out your energy that's coming over to me. It's inspiring me. It's making me feel so good right now and really putting me in that better space of like, you know what? Someone who's been doing the grind for 10 years made that change. They're so much happier. It did take a slowdown or, but also it's like, there's no single one fit recipe for everyone either. It's just taking those bits of inspiration and also being 
And that's where I'm like, I feel so much motivation right now. Just listening to you, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I can get there. This is just a phase. This is just a tiny little phase where it's like, things will get better. Things definitely will. After having that moment and that, I mean, it was more than a moment after being, when you're sitting there in the hospital, crying in pain and coming out of that, how do you feel now and reflecting on that? I think for me, it's the, definitely there were so many signs where I was ignoring it. And that like a little bit of denial of like, oh, burnout. It's people just say, oh, you'll burn out, you'll burn out. Doesn't exist. No, the limit does exist. <laughs> and the limit does exist. <laughs> and I think for me, it's now it's like, okay. And also like it's had to make me feel okay with actually letting those emotions happen and letting letting it out rather than bottling it in. And now kind of reflecting on that, I'm like, okay, I feel more okay with cutting back. I feel more okay with making the change to better myself, to make myself go forward rather than be feeling at this stuck state. You're here now. You're here now. Yeah. In my opinion, nothing is worth our physical, mental, emotional, energetic health. And if you ever want some help on your journey, every time the podcast, I'm like, Georgie, I think about when we are out there offered to help. I'm like, still here if she needs it. And I always listen to Barbie and I'm like, Barbie, you're, you are a coach in another life. (laughs) Ask the most insightful questions and thought provoking, self-reflective questions. And I love watching the chemistry, but yeah, it's, it's definitely what you said and giving yourself that permission slip. And our culture isn't going to give it to you depending on what kind of industry you're in. But if you look around, it's not. And listening to yourself is a practice. And once you start to do it, you start to be able to do it more. It's like your intuition. It's like a muscle, any of it. You get better at it when you listen. And I've definitely felt the same thing when I came off like, yeah, the career break and just sleeping so much. And then it was like, oh, my body was trying to tell me something. What? Weird. All those, that caffeine and alcohol and drugs made me out of touch with it. (laughs) (laughs) Paige, on your website, there was something that I really, I loved that you wrote and it was just talking about, you talk about, um, it says, if you work with me, you will always get and you list the things that obviously you want to offer your clients from from your perspective. And it's so simple, but I love just seeing the two words, my best, because mm. I find that sometimes I think that to myself when I'm trying to achieve something or, you know, I'm going for something I haven't quite got there yet. And I'm thinking, I'm just giving it my best. And I actually say that sometimes to my daughter, which sounds really bad, but when she's having a tantrum and and I'm like, mummy's just doing my best, you know, and I'm just trying to like keep, keep my shit together, basically. Um, why do you think those two words are so important? Oh, I just got goosebumps as you were saying that <laughs> and hearing you almost plead with your daughter, <laughs> mommy's doing her best. It's that's all we can ever do. That's all we can ever do. And I think for me, especially starting this coaching business, I'm coming in here with a desire to help with passion, with interest, with love. And I haven't been doing it for 50 years. 
I didn't go in college and get my psychology degree. And I wasn't a therapist just out of college. And you know what? I'm so glad that I didn't. How much more do I have to say with the story that I have than had I just gone to say, gone and got my psychology degree, gone straight out and, and did it right off the bat. And so on a tangent, I definitely trust in the divine timing and being here now. I'm like, I'm in the right place. And I got there eventually. I got there when I should, but coming into it and especially being new in a field, what can I bring? I can always bring my best and I will. I will bring everything to a coaching session, to the coaching relationship, to this podcast, to the retreats I'm going on, to anything I do, I can bring my best and I can say that with certainty. And I think it's really, I think it really resonates because that's all any of us can do. Yeah. I think though, I think there's a a bit of a mindset though sometimes is that my best is never good enough. And so when people are saying I'm doing my best, it's there's always that but in the background a little bit. So, but I, I loved like that was probably my favorite part of your whole website mm-hmm. <laughs> was just seeing yeah. those two words. Yeah, mm-hmm. that really resonated with me. Mm. Yeah. When you find that you've got, you're in a really hard day, like you're having that day that's just really hard. What do you do? Like, do you just kind of have a few mantras for yourself or what do you do to kind of reground yourself and you go, you know what, I'm doing my best. This is a challenge, but. I'm still showing up and I'm still here. Yeah, the art of the art of self-compassion and kindness towards myself and self-love have been one of the most life-changing practices that I learned about and have adopted. So there's a little bit of a step process towards it, but the first one is realizing that you're having a hard time because often we go through and we're so consumed in the state that we're in that we're not able to see that we're struggling. And so by creating that little bit of separation and being able to say, oh, this is one of those times where I'm struggling and then to meet myself where I am. So to say, like I am having a full breakdown and crying and letting that be okay. Instead of, because what happens is we want to be somewhere other than where we are. So let's say for you, you got to your being in the hospital and having this breakdown. And then it's like, you're crying and then you're mad at yourself because you're crying and you're like, I shouldn't be here. And you add all of these layers on it and you judge yourself because you're upset. You judge yourself because you're crying. You judge yourself because you're not holding it all together. So the next stage is meeting yourself where you are and being like, it's okay. It's okay that I'm sad and that's okay. I'm crying and that's okay. I'm frustrated and that's okay. I'm wondering if I can do this. I'm questioning myself and my belief in myself and that's okay. And then it's treating yourself like you would a best friend or a a child and giving yourself that love and compassion. And even something so simple as touch like this, I'm giving myself a little hug right now. It can go such a long way to calming our nervous systems and telling ourselves internally that it's okay. And being here and 
Georgie and our parts therapy, we learned how to speak to the different parts of yourselves, but speaking to yourself in that way, I'm here for you saying that to yourself. I'm here for you. I've got you. It's okay. And so that's been a huge practice that I've adopted that allows me to slow it right down. And instead of it being this emotional, mental tornado that passes through, I'm able to recognize when I'm in it and just be in it. I There was a time where when I was in it and specifically in the past year, I really was going through it. I was really going through it. And then I was, when I was in it, I was trying to analyze and look, glean from it, glean information. And I was like, I'm a coach. So I shouldn't be feeling like this. I shouldn't be going through this. Or let me self-coach myself and let me see what I can learn from it so I can help other people. And it was like, no, no, no. When you're in it, just be in it. Because all of that stuff, learning from it, yes. Coaching yourself or getting help, yes. But not in the thick of it. Just be present with yourself. Allow yourself to sit in the emotion and be kind to yourself. Where at the end of the day, no matter what any of our titles are or how old we are or what we have established, we are humans first and foremost. And that comes with the full range of human emotions and experiences. You're never going to evolve out of hard days. And so I think it's just radical acceptance when those hard days come and not guilting yourself and judging yourself by saying that you shouldn't be having one. Within like such a... because. The coaching industry, from what I can understand, it's pretty competitive. And how how do you stay creative in what you offer your clients, how you adapt, evolve, and change what you do to that offering something new for, for people who either are ongoing clients or even new clients? Well, no one will ever be me. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. <laughs> and you, the coaching industry is competitive, but so is every industry, I think. And at the end of the day, you could have, you could take some of the same things we've said, you could read a book and a hundred people could read it differently and different people would resonate with you because everybody has their own different story, their own different experiences, different things that are meaningful to them. They say it in a different way. And that's why we can come back to these holy grail practices or things like meditation and gratitude practices and self-compassion and self-love. And you might read 10 books on them, but one of them is like, that was it. It was said in that way that just you understand it and it's life-changing for you. And for somebody else, it's a different book or a different author, different motivational speaker, a different coach, and there's not a right or a wrong. And so for me, The way that I stay creative is by staying genuine to me and by following by following what I want to do and by speaking from the heart and trusting that my people will show up for me. And the people that want to work with me will only know who I am if I show up as me, because if you if you do anything else, it's really exhausting. And then you're getting people that want to work with a curated version of you and not with you. So I think it's really trusting in me and the coaching industry. There's so many, I mean, yeah, there's so many resources of like how to do this and 
how to grow your following or post this many times a day or do that or, you know, business courses. And it's incredible. There are some amazing resources, but I think the creativity comes in doing it your own way and being willing to drop the rule book and ask, okay, what is that rule serving? If it says post every time a day for what, what is that trying to get? Okay. Maybe that's trying Mm -hmm. to get you to grow your following as quickly as possible. Is that my goal? No, my goal is creating a sustainable business, one that I love showing up for, one that I have passion when I speak because I'm not doing it because I have to, because I'm not doing it because I need a daily post. And it's funny because I came from such a structured organization and organizations where there are so many rules of how to be and how you should be and how to look and how to speak and how to do this and how to do that and policies and procedures And then I came into coaching where I'm running my own business. I can do whatever I want, but I found myself taking on these rules initially. That's how you have to do it. And I think the creativity, yeah, comes from saying, no, I get to set my own rules and what works for me and my business is whatever I choose to do and really trusting in that and not feeling like there was some, there's something that you're going to miss by not doing this or attending this or going to this. It's that deep trust in yourself. I love yeah. that. And I so agree with kind of like that philosophy that not everyone is going to be for you, right? And that mm. your people will come yeah. to you 100%. And sometimes I feel like I go through this mindset where I'm like, oh, how come the phone's not ringing off the hook and and that kind of thing. Mm. But I'm so like, no, I know when the right project or the right people in, the, in my life are supposed to kind of come into it, then then they'll call, you know, and it's not saying that you need to just sit back and wait. Like 100%, you've got to obviously take action and do stuff like that. But it is so important not to get into into your head too much thinking that you need to be everything to everyone because that's not who you are, right? That, yeah, and you can't help everyone. And no. you won't be for everyone. And that's okay. Do, do you like everyone? No. no. <laughs> I have worked with a bunch of therapists and coaches and people in all industries. Did I like them all? Were they all for me? No, and that's okay. But when we take it so personally and when we make that mean that we're bad at what we do, that we're not worthy of doing it. So for you, if you make that lack of phone calls mean that you're not good at what you do and you shouldn't be doing it and you should just quit right now, then it means a lot more. But if you have a genuine belief that the universe in a way maybe is protecting you. Maybe that was a really difficult client on the other end that was going to keep you up all night and try to get the cheapest prices out of you. And when you have that genuine trust, you feel, you just know, and it's, it gives you such a deep, deep belief in how things are unfolding. And you, when you look for evidence and you see all the opportunities that you didn't get, and then you see the ones you did, you're like, yeah, this was for a reason. I know I know 10 years later now doing coaching that I wasn't meant to move to psychology back then. So true. So true. Georgie, do you think it's time for our three questions for Paige? I'll open up these three question can of worms. Alrighty, Paige, you ready? Yes. What is something you would like to try at the moment, but you still haven't worked up the courage to do yet? I would love to take an overnight camping trip, like an overnight hiking trip. And some of it is courage. Some of it is practical considerations. Like we don't own all the stuff. And so I'm like, do we buy all that stuff 
if what if we don't like it once and so maybe borrowing other people's but yeah that's hiking is keeps coming up on my priorities and things that I want to do more of. And I think the next big thing, and it really is a challenge, right? Of being with yourself for me, it will be me and my husband and going out in nature. And you guys, our idea of camping is five-star hotel. So <laughs> it will be different. Yeah. <laughs> it will be different, but I've, I'm feeling really called to challenge myself physically, challenge myself mentally, show up and, and yeah, do an overnight camping trip. So it's, it's on the cards. I'm thinking spring. Cause then I can prepare for it. We have two friends that are really good, uh, hikers and campers and they've said they'll take us. They said, if, if you come with us for one night first, it will make it way easier if you guys do your own. Yeah. So okay. Good taste. I love that. Nice. That is so I did cool. not see that coming at all. And I definitely don't have the courage to do that either. <laughs> not yet. Actually, I don't think I'd ever have the courage to do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question number two. What is one thing you'll implement this year to help you grow professionally or personally? For me, it goes back to what we talked about in the beginning around the substances and being willing to let go of that party page and champagne will always be a part of this girl. We love her, but letting go of that and making space for what can be. And I've already seen even just in the last month doing the same actions for my business that I was doing before by creating the space and not filling it with going out all the time, being wasted, being hung over, energetically, the space that it is cleared and what is popping up is so exciting. Amazing. Alrighty. Final question. What's a fun fact about yourself that not too many people know? A fun fact. Okay. I don't know how fun it is, but I've read the Harry Potter series like well over 50 times. What? <laughs> oh my God. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. And when I was little, when they were all, when the new books were coming out, I would go to the bookstores, the launch parties at midnight, and they would have <laughs> trivia, and I would always win. Yes, Oh my god! I love this. I'm tooting this. This is a big fat toot moment. That is beautiful. Did you always have that? Like you're like, okay, I want to say this, but I'm hesitant to say this. Was that what? No, I had no idea. I listen. I've listened to y'all's podcast, but I always heard the other three questions. Oh, mentally, and so I genuinely. And these are the first times I'm hearing those three questions. And I was like, a fact about me? A fun one? I don't know. I could tell you stories until, you know, 1 a.m. I could oh tell my you God. stories all day long. But I'm like, a fact? I love so this. I, it took, I was just scanning my mind. We and actually caught you up. by surprise. It actually caught me by surprise. <laughs> Best reaction. I love that. That was sensational. <laughs> oh my god, that is amazing. 
Paige. You're an absolute legend. Oh my God. I seriously have been sitting through this whole like what hour over an hour now and just been like, I so need you in my life. It's like ridiculous. I so need you in my life. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this has been so valuable, I think, for both Georgie and I and God, everyone who's listening, like, oh, you are just, you're what a beautiful person you are. And how lucky we are to have you here with us today is just, it's just mind blowing. So we so appreciate you. It's um very special to have you here. Oh, thank you so much, ladies. It's been such fun. And so I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to manifest a annual spot on the podcast. Yes. So I can come Oh, yeah, go. Okay, annual update. See how we're all doing. Oh, yeah. You don't need to manifest that, but like it's done. I've already put it in my calendar. It's already there. It's already booked out. Like, oh, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's lovely. You're welcome. It's lovely. Well, the only thing, bit of housekeeping. One last final thing, Paige. Can I get a whoop whoop? Thank you so much, Paige. Wait, stop, stop. I'm sorry. Mm -mm. What? We have another thing. Do we? I'm sorry. I have to. Well, I have to hear another y'all. Oh, (laughs) yeah. For now, we'll leave you with that and have a great week. Cheers.